interrupt our originally scheduled programming to discuss a hit that we did not see coming. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, the New York Times published a story called The Original Renegade, which if you were to read it is essentially the movie Bring It On, only involving Dove Smash and TikTok instead of Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union. Today we're going to talk about the other side of the equation, the song that actually became the soundtrack to this viral dance. And it is Lottery Renegade by K-Camp. Now, K-Camp is somebody who entered our lives in Atlanta pretty randomly. You know, radio started playing him like crazy, but he's never really been the sort of cover star that Rolling Stone and Billboard like sought out. Uh, he was the sort of artist that a lot of us really took for granted, at least up until right now. Uh, so today we're gonna be looking back at 10 years of K-Camp. This is the Something to Say podcast. The New York Times piece is my favorite piece of black history this year. Why is that? Because it's an amazing story. <laughs> she was overlooked, and now she's been on the highest platforms doing her dance. Yeah. You know, just to see how that happened, just with that story, it shows like journalism still has a lot of power in the world. And that the right story told in the right platform, given the right light to the right person, can have such huge impact. You can go from being in your house, being frustrated, to the all-star game, performing with K-Camp, right? Like, oh, oh my God, we were here yeah. watching that video last week because it's a whole big production. First, her her name is what? Jalila? Jalila. I think that's right. Okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. I haven't heard anyone say it. I only see it on paper. Right. I need, so, I need a fact check on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been afraid of it, honestly. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I hate, I hate no. saying people's names wrong. And then right. especially recorded, it's like, oh, no. Hey, damn it, man. You down. Then I hear this shit and be like. Okay. But that's how old we are. We can't yeah. even hit the woe properly. Not let alone. Yeah, pronounce. I have no woe. <laughs> I have no woe. So around this time last week, you know, we're literally sitting at our dining room table, my dining room table and Mike's dining room table, um, watching the NBA All-Star performance. And you see the dancer, you see the NBA All-Star cheerleading team, the squad like backing her up. And then right at the last minute entering the frame is K-Camp. And you're like, oh shit. That's right. K-Camp is responsible for all of this. Thank you, K-Camp. Thank you, K-Camp. Thank you, K-Camp. We don't say that enough. No, not at all. <laughs> but I mean, to your to your point, you talk about like the right place, the right time, all of these things that happened, you know, for this viral sensation to go off. But it feels like most of K-Camp's career hasn't necessarily been like right place, right time. Like he has the big hit records. But like I don't understand. We talked about Tiger a couple weeks ago. I don't understand why K Cam isn't Tiger. Not in the corny sense, but I mean in the sense of like why isn't K Cam have these huge records that are being promoted and pushed everywhere? And it's kind of weird because when you listen to his music, it's catchy as shit. Mm -hmm. Like he has the melodies, he has all of that that thing under control. So I don't quite understand why it was not a whole failure to launch, but it just feels like he's had a lot of either lack of promotion or something just wasn't there, it seems mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because he's so K-Camp. You can recognize a K-Camp melody. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's no confusion. You don't mistake him for somebody else. And that's the thing. He's an original, a complete original, as far as a, a Money Baby. I've never heard another record like Money Baby 
or even with the Michael Montana do it record, him on the hook is just it's a golden hook. I mean, it's funny. You played that last week, yo. And I didn't put two and two together until then. But it was like the moment you played it for us again, it was like, oh shit, of course that's him. Yeah, I just hadn't put two and two together because I think that was like the first song of that his was to really the like first pop off. Song. Yeah, that's when he was brand new. Mm-hmm. And Michael Montana was brand new. And he got a lot of the recognition for that record. And I don't believe K-Camp got the, the same light. So you're coming from a record where you didn't really get seen. And I, and I always compared it to Future and Racks on Racks on Racks. Because Future was on the Racks hook. Yeah. But YC was the one that got the record deal. And YC yeah. was the one that got the mega remix. And there was no Future. Mm-mm. So what does Future do? He turns up. He goes crazy. And now he's Future. But that's not what happened with K-Camp. K-Camp turned up. He had records, but he never became Future. And I never could understand why because it was it seemed like it was there for him. Yeah, I just don't have a good reason f- as to why. Yeah. And I feel like that with, I mean, you know, maybe this is a bias, but I feel like that with a lot of Atlanta artists where, like, if it doesn't all the way blow up, it's like, what the fuck happened? Like, these guys were dope as shit or these guys had these records. And it's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of... It's never the talent. It's never like, oh, these songs came out and were trash. It's always some mysterious, like, what happened? Why isn't Young Drill huge? Why isn't 2-9 the biggest thing in the world? Why isn't, like, these, is why did, you know, like, Gorilla Zoe or, like, there's a million artists you could probably name. It's like. Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries of <laughs> Atlanta <laughs> rappers. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? Is there, like, a Bermuda Triangle and Bankhead? Is there a Bankhead Triangle that we just don't know about that's, like. Fable. Fable's on the spaceship. <laughs> the and it's space. never been the and same. It's never been, never been the same since. since then. Like, is that oh what's going God. on? Like, shit. Yeah. I really like that. That would be a great TV show. It would be. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah unsolved mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little animated section. Yeah. yeah I yeah, saw yeah, someone yeah. Uh, tweet about Cherish the other day. Che- the, another one. Yeah. The what girl the fuck happened? I don't. Like, I just have no clue. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Like I can't explain to you what it was. Or like I, mean, I guess there's always a story behind it somewhere. But I don't. All these talented artists and these talented groups just get right there, and it mm-hmm. never goes crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's what I like about K Camp is, although the years he's kind of been in and out he's always came back in yeah for sure he always finds us some way and even with like lottery it was a slow burner Mm -hmm. i don't believe that record was held up to be a hit when it first dropped well the crazy part about it is i would see people tweeting about how come y'all not talking about this K Camp album? Not like a, a million people, but I would just see people mention it. Damn, enough. this K Camp. Enough people where I was like, damn, okay. And, I, and even with that, I still didn't stop and listen because I was just like, okay, maybe they. This is just their thing. And then when I listened to it, I'm like, damn, I owe K Camp like a mental apology that he doesn't know that I owe him because this album has some good shit on it, and it was just. Fell by the wayside. It was released in June 20th, 2019. It's not even that critical. long ago. Not I mean, it's a, that's forever in today's that's, yeah. rap society, but that's what, seven, eight, eight months ago? Mm-hmm. I think the untold story with the most of the viral hits, the one that seemed to pop up instantaneously, is that it's never instantaneous. Like, people take forever to catch on to shit. Like, you, when you drop stuff, 
you can't expect for it to pop off the week, the following week. There's no possible way anymore yeah. because we're so inundated with everything else, whether that is the Twitter timeline, all the other records that are dropping, uh, the Democratic debate. Like, there's so much stuff like coming our way that there's no pop. Like, you have to rely on teens, bored ass teens with nothing else to do to become the tastemakers. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's the byproduct of having so much shit out. It's just that. You know, if it's good, hopefully it will, you know, rise to the top eventually. But you just can't say when that is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like nowadays that's more and more of a trend of like somewhat older songs catching at some point, whether it's through a viral thing or just through fucking osmosis. I don't know. But like old songs just tend to turn into hits nowadays or songs that have been out that we would call old that have been out for a year or whatever the case is yes oh my god that actually reminds me so we're gonna walk back for a second so around 2014 king camp actually gets like his first memeable hit and that's cut her off Mm -hmm. no i didn't see this i mostly heard it on the radio like over and over and over again. But apparently on the internet, as Maurice Garland wrote for Billboard, like the shit was popping off. Like this is when Donald Sterling was getting into trouble. So people wanted to cut that bitch off. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how K-Camp scored his Interscope deal, which I had completely forgotten about. Now, I don't know the particulars. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I don't know the particulars of a 360 deal with Interscope. But for him, that was apparently like the kiss of death. Cause like, he just doesn't see any of the money, any of the profits coming through. He says he stifled creativity, creatively, I should say. And like, I don't know what that means on his part, but I think that does account for some of the radio silence, literally and figuratively, mm. right? So all that is to say is that he has had a memeable hit before. Um, and actually, when I was like revisiting Cutter Off, I stumbled across a Kevin Gates freestyle of Cutter Off. And then I discovered that the TikTok kids have been playing around with it as recently as 2019. There's a guy that looks like a billy goat that's just like lip syncing to it. And people (laughs) decided to make fun of him for doing, they did like side by side lip syncs. And I was just like, this is so weird. This is so weird. TikTok is a weird place, bro. I mean. TikTok is a really weird weird place. It's, It's so weird, but also there's a level of organicness. Mm-hmm. And that strangeness, because it's very hard to convince these kids. Like you can't make a TikTok song and think it's just gonna work, right? You can have the formula down, but if they don't attach themselves to yeah, it, they have to decide. This yeah. is the one for us. Sure, you can get some influencers to do a dance, or maybe like something that gives it some traction. But if it doesn't catch on, it's because they didn't really care about it. And that's the thing about the lottery is they cared about it. Not K-Cam couldn't force nobody. Right. You know, he, he didn't even have the young woman that did the dance and on his Twitter until after the New York Times piece came out. I'm almost certain he didn't know who she was. He did. Yeah, yeah he, he had, had no, no clue, idea. Right? Yeah, he had no idea. So that's just how big it is. Like mm-hmm. TikTok, you might not even be able to source where it's coming from. But once it gets really big, then it just catches fire. So I don't know how do you even orchestrate that. How do you create a, a moment that people just want to do? A dance that people want to reenact? Because once you do that, you can get your lottery. But that's almost extremely difficult because you never know what they're going to do or when the Billy Goat guy is going <laughs> to give you <laughs> gonna give you a moment to meme or something. Like You just never know. 
Well, I mean, to to both of your points, like I was looking at this interview that he did with Dirty Glove Bastard, and one of the questions that he was asked was like, you know, what was your favorite renegade thing? And he sat there for a little bit, and he was like, man, I can't even tell you. Like, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't even know if I have a favorite one. It's, it's so many videos. It was like, you know, I think he said it was 20 million. I think it's the biggest TikTok video ever, 20 million views on wow. TikTok. So he was so far, like, to your point, he was so far removed from the center of where this thing was that, like, he had no idea. But the other part, to Christina's point that he was saying in there was, <laughs> he said it half jokingly, but you could tell he was dead serious. He said, you know, I wish TikTok paid. Like, I wish TikTok was some type of service that was like YouTube or ran ads because, like, I got the biggest stream, the biggest viewed TikTok video of all time. And, like, I wish the radio had played it that much. I know. <laughs> That's the story like, of Big Tech is that they don't pay shit. Yeah, they don't pay shit at all. And so he was talking about, he was pretty transparent about, like, when he snapped on Twitter on Interscope, not pushing him correctly um, or not really giving it any push at all. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, he sat down with Joey Ie and the people over there. He said in his words were that they sat down and worked it out, whatever that means. Right. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that means he said kids five is coming soon, sometime soon. So maybe that means they're going to give him a bigger budget for that and try mm-hmm. to make that thing go. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to hear him vent his frustration because especially these days, because all these record labels seem to do is bitch and complain about what is your internet presence? What is the thing that's going on online? What is your Instagram followers? What is this? And he has this huge fucking TikTok thing going on and they don't capitalize on it at all. Mm-hmm. Like nothing. Oh no. I, I don't that's think weird. that is to me. That doesn't make, since in this climate, I don't understand that. I don't think he's getting any support from Interscope. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like he's getting any at, at all. And at the, the look all. on his face and the sound of his voice suggested that <laughs> as soon as he said he had two albums left, so it feels like as soon as he gets these two albums off, Kiss Five maybe and whatever comes after that, he's going to be out of there. Which is weird because for him to be going through all of this after been with them since 2014, it's like, mm-hmm. are you trapped or are you there by choice? Because They've been. It sounds like they've been shitting on you for a long time. It's twenty twenty. But they might not let. let <clears throat> they might not just not let him out his contract. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to let him out his contract. But I mean, he won't be the first artist to not be let out of their contract and figure it out whether it's paying it off or getting a good lawyer or whatever the case is. In six <laughs> years, you've been there. They're shitting on you, and you're still there that's, fulfilling that's, the contract. That's a that good point. I don't, I, know. I don't know either. I'm really interested in that aspect too because when I look at the lottery music video it's only at 9 million views mm-hmm. I feel like this is the time where you will push the button and amplify that but it yeah. hasn't been amplified at all he said there's a remix coming in, Not, my, in my mind it's like okay you do a remix of that song with the baby and Yo Gotti and Megan sure. yeah. That's, uh, but I don't, uh, think that, I don't think that works because it's weird because this, this isn't a record that works like that you can't you can't treat this record like it's an old record like this is like 95 96 where you just bring people around it like if if the users created this sensation why would you go to get other rappers like that's not what's going to make this thing pop what do you see what do you what do you, see? you have to just amplify what you already have what it is already yeah because it's working this yeah. thing's already working it's working on such a high level that why would you look at other people to increase the visibility when your label has a whole marketing team that could just amplify 
the visibility of what you've already done. Well, maybe. Yeah. Oh, go no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like with the Renegade music video, today was the first time that I had actually seen it. Mm -hmm. I still and haven't you, seen it. And you can tell there was some savviness there because K Camp had actually enlisted these da like dancers, like teenage early 20 something year old dancers like the ones that you pluck out of dance 411 or whatever like because those dance videos like really pop off so mm -hmm. i think he was trying to emulate that feel so it feels like he was halfway there right. he was halfway in trying to figure out like how to distill the appeal of the song into like a single visual i think what yo is picking up on is that the strategy isn't to go to other artists because the most famous snippet of that entire song is that anonymous woman in the beginning saying renegade mm -hmm. yeah. we don't know who that is <laughs> it's yes. to go to the original creator of the dance and create another visual on top of that mm -hmm. one that brings her front and center after she's just gotten off of ellen nba all-stars game all these high profile spots yeah absolutely i'd even do a version of that i'd even try to get her in the studio and do a version of that song with her doing something on it, just saying something on it. It's maybe a, like doing call and response or some type of dance thing. There's, like you have to figure like out a, a dance track, right? Yeah, a like dance, dance track and yeah. figure out how, because like, I feel like you have to get, if, obviously on the radio, you're not going to be able to see the dance, but I feel like you have to get something out of that. Yeah, out of this energy, right? Out of that energy, you have to get something out of that. To you put the tutorial the up on YouTube because she put one on TikTok, but it's kind of slow mo. And if you're over the age of thirteen, there's I'm no sorry, way. there's no hope for you whatsoever. <laughs> but you here. break it down, you get clueless K camping because you notice in that one video where they unite how he's sitting and dancing. Like that's right. me at the club all the time yeah. when I don't know actually what to do with my body. It's like <laughs> let me just try to look cool. Let me, let me just, just yeah, try to pull yeah, it yeah, off. Yeah. So. She teams up with K-Cam, actually teaches him the dance, puts that shit up on YouTube, actually tries to make some money off of that. I'm not mad at it. I've been thinking about if K-Cam was not K-Cam, mm -hmm. this would get him like $20 million. Like if this was his record like a that fresh broke. Label deal? Yeah, if he was a fresh new artist, uh -huh. his deal would be nuts. That, that's so true. But, but that's why it's so crazy to me that he's having trouble, or I don't even say he's having trouble. Interscope is having trouble understanding what's going like isn't this what y'all like yeah if, if there's like a brand new artist came in and said i got this tiktok thing y'all would be fighting over yourselves to sign this dude i'm really surprised he's still with interscope because i don't understand it because two years ago i had his new manager get in touch with me and he was saying that they've split amicably like this was like going to be a new chapter for him or whatever and so the manager of k camp or k -Camp the manager of k camp no, so, but I'm saying the the amical split was oh, between the those split two was or between Interscope and K Camp. And K -Camp. Okay. So it made it seem like with K Camp and his new label, this was like a fresh start. Like you know, the cuffs are off and this, that, and the third. I had no idea he still had albums to fulfill. Well, he did say that as, as part of the interview that I watched. That you know, he, he was trying to explain to Interscope that this isn't the same K Camp from 2014. Like I'm coming back. I'm coming. I'm here with y'all, but I'm a different entity Perfect. now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I have like I have my own company. I have I'm a CEO. I have oh, things going on. So like we're not going to treat this relationship as if I'm the kid you signed and right. I'm just sitting around waiting for you to make my life happen. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I'm I'm interested to see. And he said all this in the first like. It's a 26 minute interview on Dirty Glove Bastard. This he said all this in like the first six minutes. When was the interview? Uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago. If I, okay, if I remember so the date recent. correctly, yeah. If I okay. let me see, it's probably uh, still up on my. Oh uh, no, I thought there's something really tricky about this, and I feel like 
I feel like Interscope just doesn't want it to happen. February 12th. And I don't know why. Because it seems like everything is working in KCON's favor mm-hmm. isn't translating into the song streams just yet. Like, I don't think the streams have, like, boomed yet. And that's because TikTok is a super micro. And I don't understand why the marketing behind the record has not increased to translate into dollars. Mm. Now, I know it's definitely made money for sure. But, like, just the numbers have not increased, like, significantly enough to warrant the biggest song in the world. It doesn't feel like the box is the biggest song in the world, right? But we can't escape it. Yeah, yeah, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can kind of get away from like, lottery, and I, you shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be able to. But like, I'm. There's like, no reason. God bless the box, but like, I yeah. think I'm. <laughs> you think? <laughs> God bless the box, but I think I'm over it. Yeah, I heard it like a Texaco yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Listen, yeah. you could check this uh, past episodes of this very podcast. Jaw has been talking about the box for fucking ever. Uh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Like the box is an amazing record, but I think I'm over. Like they've done this to me, and I was trying yeah. not to let them do. I didn't let them do it to me with balling. Okay. I I, okay. I I yeah. You, you I saw it. I, yeah, I treated that shit like the fucking coronavirus, and I wrapped myself <laughs> in goddamn a Heisenberg hazmat suit, and I did not let them do that to me with balling. But with box, like I couldn't. Like it's. I think it's over now. I can't take it no more. So that's what I'm saying. The lottery could have been that next. It could have been that next annoying there's, there's song. There's no reason why it's playing. not scaling Billboard right now. You know, it's the biggest record. Yeah, I mean, especially if you compare it to the rollout of Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Like, once Lil Nas X signed with Columbia to really get that popping off, despite all the controversy that surrounded it with it being played on country radio, but then booted mm-hmm. off country radio, all that controversy, like, Lil Nas X just kept the remixes coming. And maybe that's what K-Camp is trying to do, but I think the difference is, one, the novelty of the actual features, because I don't know what... K Camp's equivalent of Billy Ray Cyrus is. But then also just um the sheer like Lil Nas's memeability skills is unfuckwittable. He can do every meme in house and he'll yeah, be no, just fine. He is he is the Iron Man of the internet. Right. Like he <laughs> knows all the Tony Stark genius shit to do to like mm-hmm. make people go crazy. It's really impressive. Yeah, no, I'm super impressed with this whole knowledge of how to exactly what to put, exactly what to post. Like this he will make it go nuts. He needs to give a class at like Harvard Business School he or something. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think he could actually be like on a, a Twitter executive. Or Instagram Listen. executive, yeah. like they could give him a legit Jack. job. Yeah, they like, yeah. push Jack aside and just let this kid do it. Listen, you're problematic like, as yeah, fuck. Like. <laughs> let me get this one. Like, I got it. Like, don't even trip. <laughs> don't even. Don't even trip. It's a new regime now. Right. Yeah, I just don't know who can be the remix guy that's gonna amplify like Billy Ray amplify Lil Nas. Well, X. plus the novelty of. Yeah. Old Town Road was the song, not necessarily the viral part of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the song was. I don't think there's anything necessarily novel about Renegade. No, it's just fun. It's just fun. This is a good yeah. fun song. Yeah. Right. I don't but, think there's necessarily like a gimmick involved with it. You know, there there is no country singing or there's no, you know there's none of that. So yeah. it's kind of like okay, this is just a fun song mm-hmm. that I enjoy. How many remixes can you do of that fun song that you enjoy? Like. I guess we'll find out. I mean, it's not like he's going to try. Yeah. what he says. I don't blame him. Uh, And I hope he wins. Like, I think he deserves it. Yeah, for sure. In in, in a case like this where you're not in the center anymore. The same way he didn't know who created the dance. Like, K-Camp's just not in the center of rap right now. Mm -hmm. 
but he should be because yeah. he can make these records. Like if you listen to his album last year, like he got like two or three of them on there yeah. that could have mm-hmm. went. It, yeah, at first, it, at first it started off mm-hmm. a little bit slow for me, but it's yeah. this little section from like from Do It Again to Eat to Marilyn Monroe Part 2 to His and Hers where I was like, oh, he's cooking. That's where and I These got, all sound like hits. I was about to say, Do It Again to me is symbolic of K-Cap. For sure. Because no matter what, he's going to try and do it again. Yeah, no, but that was that's probably the most like on the nose, <laughs> on brand, this is my real right. actual life song. On exactly. Here. And that's, I can't take that away from him is that he's going to persevere through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. They keep turning these records out because he wants to beat the odds against Interscope, against the industry, against whatever. He's going to beat the odds. But he needs some type of help. And I hope that the label just recognize, all right, all right let's just, let's, let's help this kid. Yeah. Because he should it, be on Fallon. Like, yeah. Along with everybody else doing their records. Like, it, Where I don't was understand he on Ellen? This. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't, I don't understand what the disconnect is. I don't. You know, wow, he hasn't been on Fallon. There's so many places the song should be at. Everyone's been on Fallon. <laughs> People who I didn't even think would like, wow, you're on Fallon. Like you don't even really have a name whole names. <laughs> like, and you're on Fallon right now. Like, Holy shit. Okay, so I feel like Jimmy just opened the doors of the church, and if you rap, then like, come on down. <laughs> we got a microphone for you. How the fuck K Can doesn't get a piece of that? Man. Like. That would be a great place to do it too. I don't understand it. Yeah, I that's, just a, don't. that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's definitely something holding him back that that's not him. But you're yeah, right, it's him. though. Yeah. Is if it's the label, why have you stayed in this situation? Uh, you should be in a position, or I would hope you're in a position to get out. Now, if you're not in a position to get out, obviously yeah, maybe he's tried. Yeah. I just you know I, I wouldn't know. Right, but and then my you know my heart really really go out to you if you tried and you just and stuck and like all right, I gotta just put out these records and because and that's hell. You know, especially when you watch something like this blow up and you know it could be bigger, but the label has decided that we're not going to do this. Well, mm-hmm. he said that when he put up those tweets, like shitting on Interscope, he said when they sat down, they were pretty pissed off. Sure. So I'm like, still, that just leads me to everything about this just confuses me. And I don't mm-hmm. have any. There's nowhere I can go to find, get understand. Because it should like, be a win win. It should be a win win. If he if he shits on you and you're pissed off that he shit on you. Shouldn't you just have put some effort behind the song, or like, mm-hmm. if he's right, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't really know how these things the work. Shit that goes on in them offices is a whole nother type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole other thing to me. But it just seems like everyone should have benefited hugely off of this thing, and mm-hmm. instead you got a pissed off artist and I guess a pissed off record label, like. Damn. And a huge hit, and a huge and a huge yeah. hit record just Caught sitting in, in the midst of all of that. It's like a divorce, yeah. right? And you got this genius kid. Mm-hmm. It's like who gets the kid? You know what I'm saying? But I, know, I also bro. think it's a really great example of why you gotta make sure your record deal is right. Because yeah. even if you catch a hit, same thing with these TikTok kids. You sign a record deal early, but you might have more hits than you. And yeah. you take the, the upfront cash, but now you get locked into something that you can't get out of. You know, like if it's gonna be this fast, you also gotta be aware of what happens when it moves this fast. Yeah. You know, you can get left behind. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean mm-hmm. the shit is moving regardless. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're on board or not. Yeah, it kind of broke my heart on Genius when he did the lottery renegade breakdown. He said the first time he felt like he hit the lottery was when he got that label deal. And I get it. It's just like if you're seeing dollar signs in front of you and you're coming from a situation where you've never seen those dollar signs before, you're going to be eager to sign that paper. And that totally makes sense. But I feel like if anything, his, his career, as winding of a road as it's been, is probably just a testament to how like solid songwriting can can still get you places yeah i mean you might end up in a place that's like completely unexpected but like i just didn't expect to talk about cape camp today yeah no. i wouldn't have been able to predict that at the top of 2020 or last year or when his manager approached me in 2018 i let that shit go because i was just like i have no idea where Kia Camp is going to go from yeah, here. Yeah, what's going to go on. And of course, like, you know, I can only blame myself for not following up on that. But at the same time, I don't think the odds were stacked in Kia Camp's favor to get us to a place where he is today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for to, from all of that, I hope that going forward, whether it's with this record or whatever, that he gets a chance to really get what he's supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Because cause not for nothing, like, when I listen to this this latest album I'm like well damn why hasn't like talk about Interscope like why hasn't Love Renaissance like just maybe grabbed this dude and like giving him cause he would to me make all the sense in the world standing with black and it would be and drums and drum and, the, and it yeah. would be a thing it would make sense musically it would make sense yeah some walk around doing oh records like it the makes all remix. the sense in the world you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. it makes all the sense in the world mm. and it gives him you know uh, uh, not that he needs a cosign but it gives him like some type of family that already has a movement moving you know you fit in you fit in you yeah. totally fit in with everything that would be happening over there that would be like ideal I think in just logistics Looking right. at it on paper, like it makes sense. It makes sense. Now, I get he has his own company. He might right. feel at this point like he's too big. For I, that. I, yeah, I don't need that. Like I got my own situation. I can produce my own music. I write my own. Sh- I don't really need that backup thing. But you know, I think just as far as not from like a place where they would have to like little bro him, but like right. it's just always. I think it's always you know strength in numbers when it comes to certain when it comes to music and when it comes to making an impression on people and. When you're in a situation where you've had all of these things happen and it hasn't quite gone the way you might have wanted to go, it couldn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. I, Just another million dollar idea that we've given away on this here podcast. We've given away like five. Photo free free. On this episode. <laughs> this episode. Oh, alone. Episode. Oh, <laughs> a million dollar episode. Uh, comes with the territory. We're geniuses, so, you know. <laughs> happens that way have any of you guys see bring it out no bring it it on or bring Bring it it on oh my god i'm sorry i was i was like bring it out sounds like damn it i'm so sorry (laughs) no i just i saw i mean i saw when it first came out but i haven't seen it like it's not anything that i've watched subsequently was k camp and bring it on no i'm (laughs) just saying to myself like wait what is happening here but it is a landmark movie in depicting what cultural appropriation is Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope that K Can comes out like the East Compton Clovers, like Gabrielle Union, <laughs> like Gabrielle Union, and like, and ultimately grabs the trophy. Yeah, I would like that. For, I would like K Camp to be Gabrielle Union as well. <laughs> that is my wish for 2020 for K Camp to be Gabrielle Union. I'm down for that. At least three LW. 
at least three LW. Not the Cheetah Girls, three LW. Yo, wow. how old were the you when Bring It On was Yo, out? Yo, like eleven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how old is that movie? I thought eleven was impressive. I was gonna say like six. <laughs> I don't know. How old is that movie? Shit, Bring It On. Yeah, that movie has to be. If it's twenty twenty. <laughs> Here's the thing. When Gabrielle Union I mean, put on her Bring It On costume for Halloween last year, people were fucking impressed because they were like, oh, you still look like a high schooler. Right. That's how old that movie is. But I even know. in that movie, she was like a whole grown ass person. And she, she looks the same. Yeah. yeah, she looks exactly the same. She hasn't Hold aged on. at all. No. Bring It On came out in 2000. Yeah, I thought it was 2000. That's crazy. August 22nd, 2000. Damn. Shit. Like I just nine. clutched my chest. So it's 20 years old this year. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I was like eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You a whole I entire remember, child. I remember like, the trailer. Like, I remember seeing the commercials, but I never sat down to watch it. Maybe that's what I should do this weekend. Well, I got a flight to Miami. Maybe I can watch it on the plane. Yeah, so the only thing that hasn't aged well. Yeah, do it. The only thing that hasn't aged well are the gay jokes. But okay. imagine oh, yeah, 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 that the renegade creator is Gabrielle Union. And then the TikTok uh, TikTokers trying to crib the dub smash wave are like Kirsten Dunst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Watch the movie mm -hmm. with that mentality in mind. And you're, well, and you, yeah, 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 yeah. I really like how you made that way. connection. Oh my God, I spent way too long rewatching certain scenes from that because I was like, this metaphor, it shouldn't play out, but it absolutely plays out. You might got to put on a Hotep hat <laughs> <laughs> on, on a plane to Miami and, listen, and watch that flick. It's for research. It's for, for research, research purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're screenwriters. You know, we're aspiring screenwriters. Mm -hmm, we're trying to mm -hmm. make this adaptation happen. Whoever sits next to me, I'm like, yeah, this is for research. <laughs> this is for research. <laughs> for research. Don't be offended. Right. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't call TSA or the secret sheriff. But they might just say, Burr, it's cold in here. There must be. Okay. You know what? I need to leave. All right. <laughs> well. Well, you've just been listening to the Something to Say podcast you produced have. by Michael Saba out here in the SWATs. Yep. Um, this podcast is produced with some of the help from our loyal listeners. If you are interested in contributing, head over to patreon.com slash something to say. <laughs>